Real credit card questions require real people, someone who understands your issues and works to resolve them with you. That's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Welcome to the show, Jess. I'm actually really excited to have you on because I'm an athlete, you know, you're, you know, former athlete, but now you're inspiring a whole bunch of people around the world to get these workouts in. And look, I'm a three-time Olympian and I struggle to get my workouts in. I'm so excited to have you today and can't wait to get into the business. (laughs) Same. I'm so, so excited to be here, Lolo. And can I tell you something? Can I tell you something that blew my mind when I just looked into it? We have the same birthday. No way. So you're a Leo, huh? <laughs> August 5th. August 5th, man. August 5th. We have the Look, same. There's some, there's yep. some high-powered stars that were born on August 5th. I feel like there's a lot of like people in movies and stuff like that. So we get kind of get overshadowed. But I, I'd, I'd have to Google it. But there's some like legit people with August 5th. So I, I'll never <laughs> forget your birthday. Well, we were just destined Absolutely. for greatness. <laughs> That's so yes. Cool. Happy, Happy belated. belated as well. You know, although I'm like, you're much younger than me. And so I'm going to claim your age, but I'll keep the birthday, but just change the year. So <laughs> you're like almost. Much is a huge like, understatement. Like, like, nine, <laughs> overstatement, I should say. So I'll take being 30 years old. You just turned, wait, you just turned 30, right? No, I'm the 33. The so wrong on here. They have you as 30. So we have you as, okay, well, (laughs) you're still younger than me. So I'll still take 33 over 39. (laughs) Hey. um, But no, let's get into it. So explain your, or describe yourself in three words, if you can, because the Leos can't do that usually. (laughs) Oh Lord. All right. I'm not going to overthink this. Okay. I'm not going to overthink it. I would say passionate, playful. And cause I'm, I just, I hate boring things. I always just try to make, you know, the best of every situation, make people laugh. And so passionate, playful, let me not do another P for alliteration. <laughs> that really shows my teacher. Um, and oh, I like those. I like that whole combination, but so you did say like, Thank you. you have a stack of books behind you. You said you're used to be a teacher and now you're this, you know, mega Peloton instructor, uh, I mean, you're already got this so so much diversity in your background. You got to tell me how you went from the the jump from teacher to Peloton instructor. Like how, like teacher to fitness. Was it like how, yeah. what happened in your life? You were just like, what kid pissed you off that day where you're like, you know what? I'm done with you guys. I'm going to Trent. <laughs> First of all. First of all, when people ask me if I miss teaching, I always say no because I'm still uh, teaching. I'm just teaching a subject that I'm much more passionate about. But ironically enough, uh, the thing that I miss the most about education in a classroom is the kids. I miss the kids. Um, so anyway, so all right, so I'll, I'll back up because I know it seems like how did this happen? Um, I was an athlete my whole life. I got really serious about soccer, basketball, and lacrosse in high school. 
And then I was recruited to um, play basketball at Trinity in Hartford. And I was a three-year captain of the basketball team there. And I studied Hispanic studies and psychology. And I've always loved learning. I've always been a good student. I've always loved, you know, being in the classroom, things like that. And I'll never forget when I was at the gym um, in the bathroom, one of the flyers in college, it said, like, teach for America. And I just saw that. I Googled it. And I was like, oh, I'm doing that. And so I applied. And basically, for for those of you that are not familiar with Teach for America, you essentially um, apply. You don't have to be a recent college graduate, but that's typically um, the main group of people that apply. And if they choose you, um, they bring you to a low-income area somewhere in the U.S., and you spend the first two years um, in the classroom as a teacher, and then you're a lifelong advocate in ed- wow. of education because you really can't turn yeah, a blind eye absolutely. after that. Yeah. So they put me in Houston. Uh, because I, like I said, I, I speak Spanish because I, I studied it for 12 years. And so I taught fifth grade and third grade from 2010 to 2012. And then I was recruited to open up, uh, an elementary school that was just starting with kindergarten up in Harlem. And I'm from Boston. And so all my friends and family are still up this way. So I was like, okay, it's closer to home, but it's not home. Like, let's do it. So I did that. Um, and so I was with a small charter school, uh, in Harlem. And oh, and while I was in Houston, I got my master's in education uh, with a concentration in teacher leadership and loved education. (laughs) I told you I love school. I told you. I warned you. Um, And then, so I did that. I opened up the school as a kindergarten teacher and within the network, there are five schools. And so they needed an operations director, someone who is logistical minded, um, but is very familiar with being in a school and helping teachers and students. So I was the operations director for two years at that middle school. And then I applied for my dream job back home where um, my dad grew up. I was actually born in Lynn Hospital and my dad grew up in Lynn. I have a lot of family there. And I opened up another school as an assistant principal. And that was the year where everything kind of just like hit me in such a beautiful way. Um, it's a beautiful way now, but back then I was like, what crisis am I going, like quarter life crisis at 26 years old. And so, um, my former boyfriend at the time, he was in fitness in New York city. And so I got to see him loving his job, you know, moving and sweating and, and changing lives quite literally. And I said, I want to do that. Like I can see myself doing that. And so he said, you know, why don't you look into it? And I said, because look at me, like I've already gotten to be assistant principal, you know, six years into my career, I can't leave that. And and so he helped me realize that I am destined to be a teacher. I was just in the Ah. wrong setting. So I had this, this like aha moment, mind blowing moment. And I was like, you know what? You're right. And so I actually quit that job. The only thing I've ever like really quit, I quit that job, um, my dream job where I was assistant principal in December of 2015, moved back to New York City, January 2016. I was going to pursue fitness full time, but my school had to let their principal go and begged me to come back for the last six months Mm. as principal. So I came back because I love the kids and families and, you know, it was definitely a tough year that everyone was going through. So from uh, January 2016 to uh, the end of June 2016, I was the principal. And while I was doing that, I got my NASM personal trainer certification. I went to a ton of different boutique studios here in New York City to kind of do my research, right? I didn't want to just quit my job and say, okay, what's next? I wanted to see what I wanted to teach, what I was passionate about, and um, what made a great instructor great. Was it the playlist? Was it the program? Was it a, you know, combination of all the above? And so I just did all of that. And then I ended up getting a job at two different studios, uh, a boxing studio, as well as a high intensity interval training studio. And I did that for two years. How nerve wracking was that jump? I mean, like you have, you're literally moving up the ranks as a teacher, you know, and then assistant, uh, 
principal, then principal. And then you what? You just like, I'm moving into fitness. Like that leap of faith has to be incredibly scary. Well, it was. I mean, when I told my parents, they were like, no, (laughs) they're like, absolutely not. Like, why would you ever do that? But it was to me, and I know this sounds dramatic and I am a dramatic person, but I promise you this is not me being dramatic. It was like life or death to me. I felt like I was just living in, I was just going through the motions. Mm. Um, I was no longer challenged. I loved what I did, but I didn't feel like it was my purpose. You know, my purpose wasn't to teach math. And looking back on all the things that I did in all five of the uh, six of the years that I was in education, I did something health and wellness related. When I was in Houston, I coached two co-ed basketball teams. When I was uh, the kindergarten teacher, I did, I led indoor recess and taught the kids Zumba classes. Ah. Um, When I was in the middle school, I started an advisory and I helped shrink the school into small groups uh, where the kids got to have one-on-one or, you know, 10-on-one time with, with other adults in the building to talk about, you know, current events, to, to do meditation. We brought in yoga instructors. Um, we talked about different nutrition, you know, alternatives to the unhealthy things that are out on the market now. And then when I was uh, assistant principal, I was also the PE teacher. So the content that I teach at Peloton for families is actually content that I started to think about and develop as a principal and teacher. Wow. So it all like came full circle. That's, that's incredible. I mean, Especially for me, anytime you're talking about PE in elementary school and middle school, like that's all up my alleys. And clearly (laughs) that's what led me to the path I'm on. All right, Jess. Now this is a very serious question. What do you do for fun? (laughs) Oh, the world's hardest. Okay. Well, I struggle with that because I do find my job fun, but I know that it still works. So I would have to say I spend time with my dogs and I go to restaurants. I love food. So uh, restaurants, coffee shops, I love coffee and taking my dogs is a huge you bonus. You forgot to mention that stack of books. behind. That's not fun. What are, What is a stack of towering books behind you? Okay. Lolo, it's an actual bookshelf. <laughs> like it's a shelf. It's not. It's not like I'm. I'm playing Jenga. Like it's not going to fall down. Can I tell you when we did live from home last year uh, with Peloton? This was part oh. of my set. Um, I used to live in a studio apartment, and I actually had this up, and I color coded yeah. it because hello, it's so beautiful like this, right? When I tell you the number of DMs <laughs> that I got asking me, oh, is it is it a shelf? Is it just stacks of books on the floor? How did I decide to color code it? It was more of a topic of discussion. No one asked Didn't you about matter. like what the books are. Are they fitness books? Or are they like, no, no. Okay. Nope. <laughs> no, well, some people did say, can you share what books you've read? But it's really embarrassing. I love books so much. That's not the embarrassing part. The embarrassing part is that I've probably read maybe a fourth oh. of these. The rest are the ones that like I've purchased, but I haven't found time or made the time. I like it, especially them. during the pandemic when everybody was trying to get their their background right. Like you nailed it. For <laughs> sure had the best like I give you a ten out of ten for backgrounds for like wow. <laughs> for Zoom Thank calls. You. That, yeah, that says so, a lot. I, <laughs> a lot of my teammates had a lot of plants, and I was very stressed out because I'm not a great plant mother. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Uh, uh, neither I am I. I just, that's why I stick to cactuses. Like that's that's the only plant I can have. So, uh, but Perfect. yeah. So you don't do much for fun. I mean, you got the, the dogs, which are incredible. Look, I'm not going to hate on dogs because I have a dog myself. Uh, but it sounds like you're just yes. uh, you're kind of like me. You are so into your job. Your job is fun. Uh, and you sound super motivating and just focused and determined. And, um, I love that about you. Uh, so I have to ask, like, 
your job is essentially motivating others. How do you motivate yourself when your tank is empty? Like if you have to just always dish it out and give people like the highest amount of energy so that they can change their lives, how do you recharge? Yeah, no, that's a really great question. Um, it, it's, it's tough because a lot of people think that because I am so energetic and I smile on camera and I do motivate all the time that I'm motivated all the time. I think that it's a huge myth. And I also think that motivation is such a buzzy word and I kind of hate it because I think it's less about motivation and it's more about discipline. Um, no matter how motivated I am, that's not going to get me out of bed in the morning when it's, you know, 6 a.m. and I, had a late class the night before and the dogs are passed out next to me, you know, it's discipline and it's, and it's having a really deep, not just why, but I, I call it like an arsenal of whys. Like there needs to be more than one thing that gets you out of bed in the morning because not every day that one thing that motivates you or is your piece of discipline is going to get you out of bed. So what my why is something that fulfills me and that helps me even on my toughest of days, um, is, our members. We have over 5.9 million members worldwide. And especially in the last year, it is, I've done a lot of reflection of like, why am I alive at this time, you know, in 2020, 2021? And why am I given this platform that is global during a global pandemic? And I don't take that position lightly. And so I'm a source of connectedness uh, when people feel super, super isolated. I'm a source of light and energy to people who don't get to see a smile on a daily basis. I'm a source of me time for all of the essential workers that are giving, 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 and then they choose to take a 30-minute class of mine and they, they actually choose that, you know, their, fr their free time that they have. And for those of you that can't see, I'm using air quotes because we don't have time, we make time. So if someone takes my class during time where they could be doing a million other things. I'm like, how dare I not show up and be my best self and help encourage other people to be their best selves. And I think the other thing about me that helps me stay super authentic is I work out for mental health as well. It's something that keeps me out of my head into my body, super present. And I want to share that you know, strategy, that coping mechanism, that way of living with other people. That's so powerful. For sure. I agree with all of what you just said, because like today was a nasty day. Like we're in a tropical storm in Louisiana. So there's been raining every day and I was just not feeling going out to work out. And I mean, I'm what, five months from the Olympic game. So I should be so motivated. And I was just like, I don't want to go out. I don't want to put my shoes on. I was just dragging. But like what you said is discipline. Like I'm so disciplined at this point, no matter how my motivation was at a zero, you could have literally put an Olympic gold medal around my neck and I was so unmotivated to go to practice still. But my discipline is always at a hundred just because I've done this so many times. I've literally like my discipline is just unbreakable. And so I still put my shoes on. I still went to practice. I literally right. drug myself through every tedious part of that workout and then as I was there and then the motivation comes like just fighting through those processes and then I totally agree with what you said about mental health like 
so many times people think, you know, oh my gosh, she's working out for, you know, the Olympics and physicality. And I'm like, I would be a shell of a person if I did not have these workouts just for the mental benefits yeah. I get on a daily basis, basis, like the endorphins that rush through your system after you've, you know, done a hard workout. It's just, that gives me so much more longevity than the fact that I, you know, okay, I can run or I can lift these massive amount of weights. It's really so much more for my mental state. So love what you just said there and shared that. And I hope that it's encouraging for other people who just like, oh, you know, I got to get in shape, but it's like, yes, but also your mind, your mind. <laughs> So yes, very cool. No. And what you said exactly. I say this all the time is that motivation is cute. It's like motivation is a good playlist. Motivation is a cute workout outfit. You know, those are fun things. I'm like, okay, but a playlist and a cute workout outfit are not going to get you out of bed when it's raining out, when it's snowing out, when you have a million other things on your plate, you know? So it's that Mm -hmm. discipline. And, and the other thing that like the, the thing that makes me so happy is when I get a DM from a woman who is either, who says that they were a former athlete, but they, you know, lost themselves. They had a few kids. They went through a divorce. They got sick and they haven't found their inner athlete since taking my classes again, or they've never been an athlete before. And for the very first time, they're lifting weights. They were always afraid of lifting weights. They only did cardio, you know, in college and after college didn't do anything. And now they're doing all the dumbbell snatches and they say how powerful they feel and that confidence that they now have from the tread, from the bike, and from the floor translates. They're now having the confidence to have difficult conversations with their partners. Uh, They're now being confident enough to, you know, ask for a raise at work. And so what you do when you're working out, it's it's tangible, physical practice for doing hard things. That's incredible. I love it. I gotta take one of your classes. I actually just recently just did my first Peloton the other day. Yeah, I know. It was my first. So I got injured. I tore my adductor. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I tore my adductor. It. And so I was like, the only thing I could do is bike workouts. And I was just like, my friend had a Peloton. So I was like, let me try this out. So everybody's talking about Peloton. Peloton. Everybody's going crazy. All the rage. I was just like, let me try this out. I was yes. dripping in sweat. So I was just like, yeah, this is like the real deal. So I loved it. So um, very cool. I am so excited to ask you this question because I... Just really want to know the similarities and differences between being a professional athlete and a Peloton instructor. So many things come to mind, but first and foremost, uh, we have to take care of our bodies. That is the huge thing. Our bodies are our jobs. And so uh, we all have to do at least two hours of well care, whether that's massage, acupuncture, physical therapy, um, things like that every single week, because obviously if we are not uh, able to teach our classes, we cannot do our jobs. Uh, the other thing too is uh, I really consider the classes that I teach as game days, you know? And so those workouts are not really my workouts. Of course, I'm doing them the entire time and I will dispel all the myths. The dumbbells are not hollow. If it says 25 pounds, it is a 25 pound dumbbell, I can assure you. Um, but that just means that I have to do my own complimentary workouts outside of Peloton. And the other myth too is that people think that I just work out all day and I'm doing burpees all day and that's not the case at all. So since the bike and running, you know, it's in one plane of motion, I do a lot of lateral work. I do a lot of glute medius activation. I do a lot of rotational core, um, contralateral stuff. And so we have to prepare, we have to practice so that we can perform our best. 
And we're a team. Uh, of course, we teach our classes individually. There are some, you know, two for one classes where there's more than one instructor. But for the most part, we teach individually, but we are part of a greater team. So that's something that I absolutely love is because I played, you know, team sports my entire life that we just get to cheer each other on. We get to wear the Peloton logo across our chest on our backs and, and support each other. So those are just some of the similarities of, you know, Peloton instructors and professional athletes. I would never have imagined you guys getting massages, acupuncture, like that's something, you know, like that's my bread and butter. Like I have to get those treatments. Otherwise my body is just taxed and I can't go out there and perform. But I, I, I mean, I guess if you guys are out there and it's high energy and you're not using those hollow dumbbells, like people think that, yeah, you have to like put it all on the line. And so if your body's beat down, there's no way you can actually perform and be at your best. So that's incredible. So trying to think what else uh so the game days are like when you go live and then like how many people are attending your class per se i know on average i know it changes up yeah it varies um I mean, there have been, I think the most um, is, has been over 50,000 people in one what? live class. That's crazy. That's like, that's pretty much like a track meet right there. World yes. championships. Well, if you don't count like the TV viewership, but like less of like a stadium full of people. Right, right. And it depends on what, so I teach, I'm all over the map. I teach strength classes. I teach running classes. I teach bike boot camp and I teach tread boot camp. Um, and I teach walking, stretching, all of that. But, you know, my Saturday 60, which is one of my favorite classes that I teach, it's a 60 minute tread boot camp. I usually have around 2000 to 3,500 people every single Saturday. That is crazy. Why, why is it becoming like such this crazy phenomenon? Like you guys are actually becoming celebrities within the community. Like, like peloton instructors are actually legit celebrities now like on instagram like they're really like highly followed like people are curious about you like they want to know the inside deets of your life like why why do you think that is well, so it, so speaking of the, so we talked about similarities between you know uh, Peloton instructors and professional. You guys athletes. have fans. <laughs> oh, no. no, a huge difference is that we are speaking directly to Betty Sue from Nebraska. We are speaking directly to her in her home, in her kitchen, in her living room, in her office, when she's had a bad day, when she's, you know, trying to lose weight, when she's struggling with something at work. I'm not only speaking to her, I'm sharing things about my own life. Mm -hmm. So if I've had a rough day and I say, you know what, y'all, I had to take Sienna and Shiloh to the vet today. They had some sort of worm. They had diarrhea all over the house. And, uh, you know, I need to sweat this out. Betty Sue is like, oh my gosh, my dog had diarrhea too. I didn't know this about you. You have a dog. I have a And then these connections form. Mm -hmm. And then you communicate. There's a huge social media piece. So I'll post something before or after class. I love to go live on Instagram just because it's so easy um, just to say, all right, y'all, we just crushed that class together. How did we do? And then they're like, you're so mean. I'm part of the curse out crew. Um, that class was so hard, but I loved it. And I got so many high fives from so many people. And it's all about community. So the secret sauce of Peloton and about why members love the instructors and each other so much, because there are so many subgroups. There's Black Girl Magic. There's, you know, the moms of Peloton, working moms of Peloton, uh, dads of Peloton. Where's there's the Single, where's a single group? Single, looking uh, to mingle, get married, have some kids. Is there a group like that? Girl, that's the one wait, I want to oh join. My gosh. <laughs> 
wait, you're gonna you're gonna die because last year, or actually this year, what am I saying? We're still in the year. Um, I did a series called Speed Dating. Oh, and so we literally did twenty minute runs in the month of February around Valentine's Day, and there were hashtag Peloton singles. Was it like co-ed, right? Yeah, of course. Or did anybody was it like and we played like Would You Rather? Were people actually like matching up like on Bachelor Bachelorette, like or no? Oh my. <laughs> What's your well, I mean, I don't, I don't follow up with it there, but it, it was so cool because yeah, there's a, it's, um, I think it's, yeah, Peloton singles and it's a Facebook group <sighs> and whether or not you're actually going to meet these people in real life or you just, you know, make friends, there are people that travel all over the world before the pandemic, of course, mm-hmm. to come to what we call homecoming. It's an annual get together that was actually started by members years ago. And it was very, very small, like maybe 40 people. And right before the pandemic, uh, so 2019, we had over, I think it was 3,500 plus members that came to New York City to meet the instructors, to meet other members and like just enjoy each other's company. That's dope. Uh, okay, so basically I'm getting a Peloton. I'm going to be all glammed up yes. on my workouts. I'm going to have like hair, flawless lipstick. I'm like, I thought this yes. was a singles group. And then like five minutes in, I'm going to be sweating it out. It's just like mascara is dripping down my eyes. I'm like, I'm just trying to beat a guy. I'm just trying to beat a date. Yes. <laughs> And he will be there and he will be like, yes, high-fiving Lolo Jones. Yep, here we go. <laughs> well, you know, I'd rather a guy see me at my worst looking, you know, sweating. I mean, if he can handle that, then he can handle me all polished up. So that's a good place oh, to meet. You are gorgeous, you. sweaty, and not. But it sounds like a good, I got to join that class. So uh, I love that you broke down the similarities and differences uh, between athletes and uh, instructor. Uh, and um, uh, yeah, it's... I, it blew me away just knowing that like I would not have imagined like the massages, the acupuncture, like that's legit things that I get on a regular basis. So very cool. Um, and this is uh, obviously a change of subject, but National Dog Day recently happened. Did you participate? Listen, in my house, every day is National Dog Day. Sienna Grace and Shiloh, they're celebrating. I mean, I need a Jess Day or a Human Day or a a Dog Mom Day because then that would be a change of pace. Yeah, I don't even know why there's one day designated towards dogs. Like, literally, there's just so much joy. There's like every day, like you said, I would say say the same thing for that that question. Um, And your dog's name is Sienna Grace, so your dog has a first and last name. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Okay. Lola, listen, okay, I have a very weird uh, talent, I'm going to call it, or a skill, where I don't give a middle name just like at the start. Like when I rescued her, her name was Sienna, and I just kept it because she looked like a Sienna. And one day she pissed me off. She did something, and it just came Mm. out. I said, Sienna Grace. (laughs) And it ever since then has stuck. And I've done that with a lot of people too. So if I give you a middle name just randomly once, it will be your middle name forever. Wow. So I need to call you up when I have kids. I struggle with names. Like I really like, yeah, yes. I need you have a talent that is very hard. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just looking I'm my, my kids are probably I'm eating like a bag of chips and I'm, I'm like, my chip, my, my kid's gonna be called barbecue because I like literally struggle oh. naming things. You know what? That's a great name. <laughs> barbecue. BBQ, BBQ for short. BBQ. <laughs> I should have named Shiloh Socks because he's eating a pair of socks to my left Socks right now. is cute. So socks is definitely, Shiloh's as well cute. So I don't know. And now a message from Discover about customer service and common sense. When you have credit card questions, it's nice to have them answered by a real person. You know, someone who can actually understand your issues and work to resolve them. In other words, what you don't need is a robot. And that's why Discover offers helpful U.S.-based representatives available 24-7. 
No wonder we call it live customer service. Discover exceptionally common sense. Uh, moving on to like fashion, since you're talking about socks, which I'm pretty sure someone did this. <laughs> Met Gala is known for their notorious styled outfits. I'm pretty sure someone wore yes. a sock there. Uh, did you see any <laughs> of the outfits? I did, of course. I didn't watch it, but of course I watched or saw so many posts on Instagram. And here's the thing. I feel like I have called them costumes. They're, they're not co- costumes. I feel they're like, like they're costumes. At this point, they're no longer outfits. I feel like they're just doing the most. It's definitely costumes. I don't like... They're they're not outfits because I'm not. I could not see myself wearing the things that they're wearing to anything. Like not to like a ball, not to the grocery store, not to like a prom. I'm not wearing any of this. It's either half naked or yes. craziness. Like just yes. random. Like it's like a fancy Halloween to me. <laughs> You know what? That's a great way of putting it because there are some of the outfit costumes that I'm like, oh my gosh, that is awful. Like I could never imagine wearing that. But then did you see the memes on Instagram too, where it's like me sitting at home, not not a fashionista at all, judging all of the Met Galas. (laughs) And I was like, oh my gosh, this is me. Like I feel attacked. No, I feel attacked, but it's right. It's accurate. We should be judging them. Sometimes they lose their ways. These celebrities, I feel like when they're in the business too long, maybe they've just lost sight of like okay so you said you saw the outfit so the theme was um correct me if i'm wrong i think it was like american independence something like that i think it was like american independence independent america the american lexicon well see you bring up a great problem i i would like at the met gala next year to not even know the The theme theme, but but by looking at it i should know yeah you never that never happens you're never gonna look at the outfits post and be like yeah the theme was freedom it's never gonna happen but anyways the theme was american independence i believe and uh so which was just it, it was craziness like someone had a quilt like it looked like yes. uh, Rihanna's boyfriend. What's his name? What's his name? Whatever. Rihanna's boyfriend. She's a billionaire. We, yeah, we can say that now because she's a billionaire. But ASAP Rocky had like he was wearing a quilt, literally a quilt yes. and uh, like something like his grandmother knitted. That's what he wore down the red carpet. And I do get that because American independence is like, I think I see grandma knitting that. But again, it's not something you could wear anywhere. So the grocery store to prom is like he wore a quilt on the red carpet. Kim Kardashian West or Kim, I don't know. What do you think of her? Wait, tell me, tell me you're still with Kanye without telling me you're still with Kanye. That was it. Yeah, pretty much. It's just like, uh, someone i don't even want to oh like did you see the memes on her like standing next to her sister where it's just like uh because me talking to my anxiety anxiety. so like her sister went all fabulous and like this see-through dress and then like her like him shows up we don't even know if it's kim it could be like a body double because she's like covered in this black head-to-toe drab like she basically looks like the grim reaper like she wait but did you lolo did you see how she came there though she came there in a full black leather yeah zip, i like, saw the zip, zip up, up her face. Uh, yeah i saw the zip up it was just like i didn't know if she was like actually literally going to film a porno like it was yeah it was aggressive it was very aggressive but to be honest if that was not kim under those masks because we'll never know uh, is actually quite brilliant True. because maybe she's just tired of doing red carpet. So then she just hires a body double, just zips up her face. No one knows if it's her and boom, she's at the Met Gala. But literally the real Kim is at home or in the hotel just eating caviar. Wow. This is brilliant. 
But um, yeah, you know what? We gotta clap it up for her because that's you know that but was. But I did like the Met this year. They actually had a ton of athletes, uh, which I was shocked by. They had um, yes. you know, Allison Felix. Allison yeah, Felix. she was there. She looked gorgeous, and then. Yep. Shakari uh, was as well there. She's obviously the biggest talked about track athlete right now since she had the ban for yes. testing positive for marijuana at the Olympic trials. So it was cool to see, you know, a lot of trackies there. And then, you know, you had Simone Biles, gymnasts. And so that was cool. Like that was the most Olympians I've actually ever seen at the Met Gala. That's it's a awesome. very hard ticket to get. I mean, the tickets are $35,000 a pop. So I'm sorry, what? Yeah, yeah. The tickets are $35,000. Yeah, 35K. So I don't think my track buddies paid that. You know, I think their Olympic wow. gold medals got them in for free. <laughs> but they no, better. no, their companies paid. Like companies, so like uh, Allison's shoe sponsor probably paid for the table that got her in. And then Nike probably paid for Shikari. So I'm pretty sure that that's how that rolls. But anyways, I didn't get the invite. So I'm like Khloe Kardashian because Khloe's actually never been invited to the Met Gala. So she's she's deemed as... Uh, not popular enough for the Met Gala. Like only, uh, yeah, her two other sisters, Kendall and Kylie, have uh, Kendall, Kylie, and Kim have made the cut, and obviously Chris, the mom, has made it. But Chloe and who's the other one? Wow, who's the other one? Uh, but Courtney. Courtney have never made the cut. They're not. They're not big time enough to make the cut for Met Gala. Maybe. Well, if you really want to go, maybe you should talk to Kim's people and then you can go as her body double next year and she can go in an all white uh, outfit. There, that's an option to or win a medal. Maybe. Well, <laughs> maybe that might that's get given. You're going to win. Yeah. I just, yes. you know, maybe it's just not for me. I don't know. I don't, you know, it's just getting outlandish. It's like, it's like a, like I said, it's like a bougie Halloween. I don't know. It's just not, yes. I'm not there yet. I, I wouldn't even know what to wear. What would you wear? Like if you go, I, you better, you might as well just t- have like a Peloton bike at this point. Like, it's just so ridiculous. Like oh my gosh. what if that was part of my costume? What if it was, or what if you actually rolled up instead of like a black limo, you rolled up like with like, a, like a Peloton somehow. Um, yeah. I don't know. You just gotta, yo, you gotta I'm I'm going to find a ticket. I'm I'm going next year. I'm speaking it into existence speak right now. Speak it out there. Speak it out there. I mean, because 35K, that's, a, that's money. I mean, I guess they're raising money for a good cause. So, yeah. But that's all the scoop I have. So let's go on to some other stuff. <laughs> I have to ask this. And uh, is it true a customer named Paul wanted to ask his girlfriend, Sarah, to marry him in a special way? So Paul got creative and asked for some help from you his peloton instructor uh is this true jess is explain the story yes oh my gosh paul and sarah um this was so cute and actually it's happened quite a few times uh, or at least we get asked quite a bit at peloton because like i mentioned earlier we are talking directly to our members every single day so there's this sense of closeness um and just special you know bond and so yeah um and then plus it's it's tv right it's like i'm on their screen and so he reached out to me um on instagram and i didn't see it and then he wrote me an email and i was like okay this is adorable and also it was during the pandemic so i was teaching live from home i wasn't even in the studio at that time and so i sent it over to my my team at peloton and i said can we pull this off and they said okay let's like reach out to paul and I, right after I finished teaching, I just did this little clip. I recorded it from my bedroom slash studio apartment. And I just um, started to do a workout. And I said, all right, Paul, let's get into a half kneeling position. And then I said, you can take it from here. And he did it and he recorded it. And it was 
so beautiful. It was incredible. And to see Sarah's face and it was just That's, awesome. I'm, 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 I'm trying not to cry right now. So the so this was aired the whole class so everybody can see no, this? No, so it wasn't live. No, um, Robin actually has done a live proposal, but this is just one that I did for him. Oh, okay. That's amazing. Yes. So uh, was it, did she say yes? Yes, yes. And he put it up on YouTube <laughs> and shared it with our team and all of that. So. <laughs> I'm like, that'd be horrible if she said no. Well, then I would feel responsible. <laughs> I'd be like, oh, shoot. But I'm one for one. Awesome. Look at you. See, this is why I need to do the singles class. Look, you're a one-stop shop to get me out of these single you're streets. You're welcome. You can help me find someone. Then you can help me with the proposal. Like, this is like... I got it all. <laughs> I need you in my life. Yeah, I got it all. <laughs> what is your biggest success and your biggest failure? Oh, Lolo, I struggle with these um, successes and failure questions only because it feels so finite. It feels like a success is a one and done thing and a failure is a one and done thing. And so I guess I can say that. So, okay, I'm going to I'm going to get very just you know, instructor on you right now. Failure to me is just feedback. And so it's also redirection. So what, and it's not stable. So something that I thought was a failure years ago, like for instance, I applied to Harvard for, um, uh, cause I thought I wanted to be a superintendent of schools and I applied to Harvard, um, for a PhD program and I didn't get in. So back then I considered that a failure. Fast forward. If I got into Harvard, I would not have I would not be where I am today because I would not, I would have been, you know, in my PhD program and things like that. So to me, that was just a redirection that actually opened the doors for me to explore other options and explore other things that are really, really true to who I am. Um, but I will say that something, not, not even a regret. Again, I, I hate these like static words, regret or, you know, failures. But I think that as a younger Jess, um, I didn't put myself in situations to fail. I played it safe a lot of times growing up because I was so afraid of of that word failure, um, of making mistakes. And I was also afraid to experience what other people would say about me. Um, I'm biracial and I grew up in a predominantly white area and I feel like I was always worried and so affected by what people said to me. I'd be having such a great day, everything is awesome, and then someone could say one thing to me and it would completely change the course of my day. And so because of that, I you know, was a little bit more timid in the choices that I made. Um, so if it wasn't for like my mom and my dad who pushed me to try out for the basketball team, I wouldn't have tried out because I was so worried about rejection and failure. Um, so yeah, so that's what I would say about failure. And then successes, I think that my, my big thing right now is celebrate everything and then get back to work. I feel like we constantly live in a world of or, right? Like you either celebrate or you're working. It's like, no, why can't we do both? It's either we're happy with who we are or we're doing a ton of work on ourselves. No, why can't we do both? And I talk about this often in class. It's the power of the and. Um, it's celebrating the fact that I'm working on myself. Like currently that's something that I'm super proud of is that I am working through all of these things that I just mentioned to you, you know, identity and discipline and getting out of my own way. But I'm also proud of who I am right now and I am enough right now. So I think that that is a success, you know, and I think that just even in the past 
six months if we're if we're looking at you know finite things or things that are you know more tangible it's like I bought my first home in New York City I got another dog I'm a proud dog mom of two um, I have agency representation um, those are all really great things and I'm so proud of them but when I think immediately of successes I think about the work that I'm doing on myself as a human wow being. I mean Golly, that is a lot I can break down, take away. So first off, talking about the failures are not finite or are static, as you said. I love that because you're right. Like even in my life, some of my biggest failures, like losing the Olympic gold medal, had that not happened, I wouldn't have diverted and become a winter Olympian, which is something only a few people have done compete in the summer winter Olympics. So uh, I, I hate that it happened, but it happened and I, it it was actually a better stat like there's thousands of olympic medalists but like there's only 11 people that in the united states that have ever gone to a summer winter olympics so uh love wow. what you said just you, those failures they're 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 not static like they're turning points they're pivot points they're they're dynamic they change you uh and they can leapfrog you if you use it and so that's really uh incredible that you said that and I love this definition of success, your biggest success. Um, so I'm still, I, I don't know. For me, I'm a little bit vain. I would actually say my biggest success. I'd be like, yeah, you know, it's like I broke the American record, became the fastest, you know, female hurdler ever. Well, that's Yeah, dope. like I'm, I'm going to kind of brag on that. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm not as humble as you. I'm like, yeah, my inner self and... <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm serious. I'm well, can I tell you, in being totally transparent, uh, it freaks me out to like, even like, just even saying that I just purchased my yeah. first home in, in New York City. This is the first time I've ever That's a baller move, that. though. Because like, New I've York is expensive. Yeah, <laughs> That's exactly, a baller, exactly. baller move for and, sure. I probably would have bragged about the fact <laughs> that I've had 50,000 people attend my class. Like, I would be like, yeah, I'm a Peloton instructor. I have 50 people. 50,000. Like, sorry, I said 50. I would have 50. You have 50,000, but me, I probably oh, have- please. No, no, it wasn't me that had 50,000. Robin had 50,000 for uh, Thanksgiving. Well, you know, hey, Thanksgiving, I, that's incredible. People actually work it out on Thanksgiving. They're like, oh my gosh, my coach yes. gives me at, he, he, I think he does this on purpose. Every Thanksgiving, he gives us a workout and it's literally, it says just abs on there. And I'm like, I don't know if he's being funny because I've never done it before. And I'm like <laughs> the hardest worker, but I'm not doing an ab workout on Thanksgiving where it's like the opposite. Nope. Like my stomach is like nine months pregnant. I'm not doing abs. It's not happening. <laughs> oh my God. That's hope. It's yeah, a that joke. A Catch joke. you tomorrow, coach. To I'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I love those answers though. But yeah, that's huge though. Peloton, man, man, I need to get a job at Peloton. Forget the Olympics. I'm doing this all wrong. You. Let's go. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't have the inspirational take on that. When I get when I work out, I get very quiet. So it's just years of training and uh, like a grunt. Like to, so I don't think people understand how hard it is actually talk while you're working out. Like that is a skill in itself. It's 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 gnarly. Like I'm like if I have to even tell some like a runner who's about to cut me off, hey, give me some space. I'm so out of breath. I can't even. I just like say track. Like we just scream track. Like that's our word. It's just like track. And that means get the F out of the way. But like you're doing That's like genius. a whole like, all right, guys, like uh, we got like a whole bunch more sets. Let's go. And my dog, like he was having a bad day at the vet. Like I would, I would be like me. If I had to do you right now, I'd be like my dog vet. Oh, yes. oh, oh, 20 more. I don't know. I've lost count. Five more sets. I like I'm trying to do the playlist and all that. Like you're a DJ, you're a coach. You're actually doing the workouts. Like yes. it's just too much for me they whatever they're paying you guys they need to pay you more because there's a lot of jobs you're doing well 
Well, look at that. Yes. Pellets. No, they, <laughs> I feel very valued at Peloton. I'll definitely say that. But yeah, at the end of, it's so funny because we have a green room of where all the instructors, like we get ready and stuff before we go into the classes. Cause we have just one big studio in New York city. It's called Peloton yeah. studios, New York. And there's a yoga room, um, a cycling room, a tread room and a strength room. And so all the instructors are in one room together before we go into the separate rooms. And the uh, energy that you have after teaching, you're like, whoa, 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 oh my gosh, I need water. I'm so hungry. And that was class was great. And then the other instructors that haven't taught Calm. yet are much more. Yeah. Like, Cause they're zen. like getting prepared <laughs> yeah. for battle. Like, yeah, that's, that's for sure how a, that's how a yes. call room is yes. at, uh, the, at world championships for Olympics. So the, the pre call room is the call room we go into before we actually go out onto the Olympic stadium. It's very quiet. Like, you know, you're just trying to conserve your energy and your, you know, all that. Yes. But then the call room after, like, where we, it's called the mix zone. It's where we talk to the press and it's like where we talk to the other athletes. It's like everybody's talking. It's loud. It's like, you know, people are throwing stuff, like, you know, their bags. It was like, it's just chaos. So very cool. So another similarity wow. if you wanted to know that. So talk about the music that you, you know, kind of grew up on, you know, flashbacks and have to just wonder if you incorporate some of that into your playlist today. Girl, almost all of my songs are throwbacks. I love 90s R&B and hip hop. So it's a huge blend of that. And then I hope that you this resonates with you. Jock jams. What is it? Jock what jams. Like, like, oh my gosh, all the volumes, like hip hop, hooray, pump up the jam. Yeah, I was about to say that. I was just like, all of the songs that you would hear, you know, with the DJ at my basketball games or at the football stadium, or just like to pump up the whole, everybody, everybody, everybody dance. Yeah, that's weird though, because you're 33. So like that gap kind of wasn't you. Like that was totally me because like I'm an 82 baby. So like I was in the car the other day with my makeup artist and he goes like, oh, you know, let's listen to some let's listen to some oldies and i was like okay i'm thinking he's gonna put like some stuff from like the 60s Uh and 70s on he puts destiny's child on i was like oh hell no destiny's child is not the oldies but he's a 90s i think he's like late 90s so i'm just like oh my gosh this is oldies for him you know i was like there it actually is like 20 something years like longer than 20 what is it like it's like 2000 yeah they were prime like 2000 so that's like yeah 20 something years that's oldies so, but yeah, so anyways, I don't know how you have that because you're a little bit past that. No, that- I, no, I love it so much. And Space Jam, one of my all-time favorite movies, like I play Welcome to the Space Jam. Like, I love it That so is actually much. a good song to warm up to. Right? I will say that. Yeah. But that, I mean, that's you. So you have, I mean... I always struggle with the playlist. I always get so tired of my music. Playlist uh, is incredibly important. Yes. Uh, music is incredibly uh, a game changer for sure. Like there's depending on like how upbeat it is or the lyrics or whatever, like totally. they can totally change your pace in a workout. They can give you just a bump of energy when you need it. Like uh, I think there's actually a study on that, that music actually uh, makes uh, people work harder, mm. like not even just working out, like just other uh, things as well. So uh, my coach is really big on um, having music. He doesn't like some coaches don't allow music, but like right. my coach is like all for the music. So wow. um that's incredible. But um, I, uh, yeah, I need to basically get your playlist. But you wouldn't yeah. like my playlist. My playlist is like all over the place. So, no, listen, yeah. the only music that I don't really love, I don't do country, unfortunately. And I don't do a ton of like rock or metal. Those are the ones like mm. that I don't do. But otherwise, hip hop, pop, Caribbean, dance hall, reggae. Um, do you do any soundtracks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So, like, I was just recently asked at the NBC Olympic media shoot, uh, what's on my playlist? And, like, I was like, oh, everybody's saying, like, Rihanna, Nicki Minaj. And I'm like, Hans Zimmer. Do you know who Hans Zimmer is? Yes. Exactly. Because he's got so many soundtracks and epic soundtracks. Like, he's got The Lion King. He's got Inception, uh, freaking Gladiator, all these. So, like... If you're trying to go on a run, there's nothing more iconic than going on a run to like a music that's like got like you feel like you're in a movie. So like I do that vibe all the time. So people are like, "What is this you're listening to?" Well, I mean that's (laughs) another plug for Peloton because we have we we do artist series classes too. So like we highlight different artists, especially like for Black History Month and Latin Heritage Month, which we're in right now. Um, But yeah, there's so many, and we have so many different genres of music, and we do decades, we do all of that. We do moods, like if, you, a conf, if you're confident, if you're happy, if you're going through something sad, like there's a playlist for each of those things. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, I just need the playlist. Yeah, so I can just be sad at home crying. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is cool. So what's your go-to, I mean, I'm sure you can't pick, what's your go-to song? Do you start off slow and then work your way into it or just hit them like get them like that energy right off the bat? It depends on how I'm feeling, to be honest, or it depends on um, like what class I'm teaching. Like uh, tomorrow I have a 20 minute arms and shoulders class. And so that does not need to be heavy out the gate. Like that can just be like, let's ease you in with some Drake or something. Um, and then we pick up like towards the end. But then I also have an EDM, you know, 60 minute boot camp coming up. And so that I like to play something that makes you nostalgic and makes you feel good um, and a song that everyone really knows. And then, of course, at the end, you have to go all out. Oh, so you so you play a lot of songs that people know. Do you ever like try to just like, oh, they don't probably know the song, but let me just drop it in, like give them a new song. No, or more about the songs they know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, mean, uh, I, well, I do a mixture of both. Um, and okay. what, what I've found is that if I love it, then it's, it's contagious, you know, like then other people will love it simply because I'm like, Oh my gosh, this song gets me so hype. Like I could, you know, lift a hundred pounds over my head. And like, then other people are like, Oh, what's that? And then you can heart it on your screen. And then it like makes a playlist for you. Oh, cool. Yeah. I guess, I mean, dang, if you don't know anything about Peloton, you should just drop a knowledge. Cause <laughs> I actually don't really know that much about Peloton. So I'm just like, man, they got all this yes. tricks and fancy stuff. Jeez. Uh, so how long do you work on your playlist? Like, do you, is it a lot of work or I'm, do you try to collab with like a DJ per se, or you just, at this point, you just know your audience? So we do have a DJ, um, that does DJ classes. I don't, I haven't done any with him, but he's incredible. His name is DJ John Michael and he does cycling and running, um, classes. Uh, like I think it's like once a week, but no, I make all my own playlists and something like I mentioned, you know, the 20 minute arms and shoulders class like that. It just needs to be 20 minutes, you need a two minute stretch at the end. But something like my 60 minute boot camp, my Saturday 60, that's an art form. Like that is not only do I need it, I need to like, think about, okay, 35 minutes into a workout, people are, you know, gas. Like I need something that's going to pick them up at that 35 minute mark, um, to re-energize them. So it's that. And then it's also timing. So for a boot camp, you go tread or bike, tread, floor, tread, floor, tread, floor. So six times. So I also like to make sure that a song is ending. So it kind of feels like the, that part of the workout is done. So it's also a timing yeah. thing. I mean, I don't know how you do it. That sounds, I can't even do, I'm like, my playlist is on shuffle and I get super frazzled just trying to create my playlist, just warming up for 20 minutes before a competition. So I don't even know how you're doing 60 minutes and like timing it to end. Like this just sounds super difficult and I'm just going to stick to my little shuffle. (laughs) I'm always like next, next, next. (laughs) 
<laughs> you gotta help me. We gotta offline, and you can help me with my next. I got playlist. some weird stuff. I mean, yeah, I'll definitely help you, but I feel like I'll be taking more of your stuff than the other way around. So, uh, but yeah, all love the details that go into your <laughs> class. I'm sure all your members appreciate that, and I can definitely appreciate the hard work that you're putting into this playlist. So. All right, Jess, this is my last question for you. I want to know what's the best advice you've ever received and your worst advice. Ask as many questions as possible in your first year, because after that first year, if you ask a question, people are going to be like, wait, (laughs) you finished a full year and didn't ask that or didn't know that. I heard that when I was a teacher and I was like, noted. Okay. So I asked a million questions when I was a teacher, Um, (laughs) like a million and then the other one that was very Peloton specific is um, Dennis Morton, who is a cycling, meditation, and yoga instructor at Peloton and such a great guy. Um, I knew him from the fitness industry a little bit before coming to Peloton. And when I was leaving my first, you know, orientation, I had just gotten the job, um, but hadn't, you know, started teaching anything yet. I said, I asked him, I said, what should I do? Like, what's going on? And he said, be yourself. He said, the worst thing that you can do is take another instructor's classes and try to be more like them. Hmm. Peloton hired you because they want you to be the U.S. you. So highlight that. Don't be afraid of the you and really lean into it. Hmm. And that was really beautiful because it gave me permission to really be myself. And because it's, it's hard, you know, like when, even as an athlete, you know, you see uh, an Olympian like yourself, this is what I eat in a day. And it's like, okay, I'm going to eat exactly what she eats. But it's like, well, maybe you have some sort of gluten intolerance. Maybe you have some sort of preexisting condition that I don't. So it doesn't make any sense that, to copy, you know well, what I'm we saying? have it all the time. And yeah, like running, we try to like copy other people's running form. Like they have like runners have their own kind of tick when they run. And it's like even hurdlers will try to copy other hurdlers technique. And it's just like, no, there's a reason why your leg kicked out this way, as opposed to theirs. Like this actually helps you better in this way, but it hurts you. But like, it's, it's you though, for some reason, this package works for you. So, yeah. So the worst advice I would say is, um, with social media, I feel like I felt some pressure early on uh, because I I was in fitness for two years before Peloton and I've been with Peloton for three years. So I've been in fitness for five. Um, I just got a lot of bad advice about social media, like um, keep posting, like just, just post to stay relevant and don't respond to DMs because that doesn't, you know, put you, that doesn't give you the biggest bang for your buck. It's not because you might as well, if you're going to respond to one person, put it on your story so everyone can see it. (laughs) And while there is some validity, you know, in terms of giving some knowledge. Like if someone says, Jess, uh, what shoe do you recommend wearing? Of course, that's cool to also put on your story, but people want to feel seen and heard. And so if someone reaches out and tells me like a, a specific story that something's going on in their life, and if I have the time, because obviously now we have a lot of followers, so it's impossible to get back to every person. But when I do have the time, I really do like to sit down and answer messages because that matters. That that sense of closeness, that sense of like, I, I see you, that matters versus putting out a picture of me saying, yeah, uh, peace out. <laughs> Like that's the caption and it's like, what, what, what does that mean? Like I like to add value in social media. So I either like to make someone laugh. I like to give knowledge or I like to inspire. Oh, you're like so me, but I don't do the post. knowledge. <laughs> I like to laugh. I like to make them laugh or inspire them. The no- I mean, I give them knowledge yeah. to like, you know, workout tips every now and then, but like definitely the laugh and inspiring. And I, and I love responding back to people as well. I'm just so bad. I don't have time to do it, especially like training, right. but like, 
there of were course. times where I just knock out a ton just because it's like it's it's for me like posting does feel shallow so I love how you talked about that it's just it can't it's like okay here's me doing this cool event or like you know showing off this and it's like the dms are just like people don't know what goes down in the dms but like that's where you actually get to like yeah. actually have real conversations I'm a big voice note person on dms because like I oh, make a lot of typos because I type like I'm just bad <laughs> and my grammar is always bad so like it's and I don't want people to think it's not me typing back. So I always just do voice notes. Like mm. I usually just like send them a quick voice note, like answering their question. So, but I, yeah, I love the DMs, that. Like how often do you think, to, like how many do you shoot out a day? Or if you had to guess. It really depends. Um, can I tell you though, before the pandemic, before when I had less than a hundred thousand followers, I used to not go to sleep at night until I responded to every Wow. DM. You are gold. Obviously you are gold. No, no. No, but a lot of, I mean, most people are like, Jess, you're wild for doing that. And it, was, it wasn't wild back then, but now it's impossible. I would never sleep. <laughs> I'm like, going to DM no you like sleep, 20, no, 200 I times. Like, what's your favorite color? What's your favorite shoe <laughs> color? Just like every now and then I'm just going to pop in your DM just at, at, like these random uh, questions. <laughs> like, you're going to be like, I'll you're going to get you. so tired of me. Like, Lolo, stop it. You're just killing my DMs right now. <laughs> No, I mean, so yeah, no, it, it varies. Like on a day off, I might, you know, answer a bunch and on, and, but then I might go three days without not responding to any of them. Yeah. You know? Well, now that we're talking about social, we have to drop the handle. So what's your uh, Instagram handle or your social media? It's at J Sims, S-I-M-S fit, F-I-T. Okay, cool. Well, you're not doing that with TikTok too. Do you have TikTok? I have TikTok girl, but I have not posted. I just wrote, I, my name is the okay. same. I have the name, but I don't post. Okay. Well, you'll be there soon. That's yeah. Yeah. You'll be, don't fight it. Everybody joins TikTok. I they, oh, I fought it too. Now I'm on, I don't post that much though. But yeah, so follow Jess Sims out. She's incredible. She's gonna make you laugh, inspire you, or drop some knowledge on you. Um, Jess, thank you so much for joining me today on my podcast. Loved hearing about your transition from teaching and now continuing to teach with Peloton. I can't wait to personally check out your class because I just see so much attention to detail goes into it from the playlist to just making sure that you are in tune with the people that are logging on for that class. You're a game changer, a life changer. And so thank you again for having, for coming on the show and uh, sharing everything with us. Well, Lolo, you are amazing. I feel like we're friends. So I feel like we should <laughs> we hang out the same after birthday, this. So we can, we can celebrate our birthdays together. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. Bye. <laughs>